food, food, food now. Pet. Now, now, More food. Me, now, me, now, food, me, now. Meat, meat. Welcome back. This is Headful of Hannibal, your Baltimore-based Fanable podcast. This is Amy. And I'm Jen. I'm Justin. And we are here to talk about Season 3, Episode 3, Secundo? Sure. Secundo. Yep. Secundo. Yes. <laughs> um, and we uh, we didn't really get down with a theme today or anything. We're currently uh, working through my backlog of from my mead subscription. So we're having sort of a mead-based sangria, I guess. You, or a spritz. A spritz. And we pre-glowed with some soju. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we... Um, <laughs> Jen and I in a fit of squee K-pop fandom uh, ordered, well, Jen ordered uh, soju glasses from the company Jinro that were based around the comeback from our, I guess maybe you're also your favorite group, Shiny. Yeah. Our favorite group, Shiny. It's all your fault, Amy. They're back. Excellent. <laughs> they are back. <laughs> and um, yeah, they're really cute. They're like... A sort of a turquoise blueprint and the little Jinro logo is a frog and it's very cute it's and adorable. and Jen took care of ordering them through eBay for us. Yeah. And, uh, and then they also came out with bottles of soju that were, I don't think that they were themed too shiny. I just happen to think that it is their old school bottles mm. match up. Perfectly color wise, color wise and everything. Right, Cause shiny's got a color. Yes. <laughs> and it is. Pearl Aqua. <laughs> Not turquoise, Pearl Aqua. Uh, so yeah, we, uh, Jen brought me my glasses, so we had a couple cups, but we are drinking, uh, orange blossom mead hmm. that I used to soak some peaches and cherries with a little bit of triple sec and then topped it off with some prosecco, which makes me think that the alcohol content in this might be kind of high. <laughs> it's gonna be a fun one. It'll be a fun one. It's always a fun one. Uh, and we're not eating anything on mic today because we just really shouldn't do that. <laughs> even we'll though it's later. even though it's nice to have snacks and drinks and talk. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, for this episode that we're talking about, we would be doing the punch remain mm. if if we were, and probably like some good yummy meats, pancetta or something. Yeah, or oysters mm. if one was into oysters. Would be kind a good of thing. into oysters. Yeah. Well, um, sorry, it made me think last weekend, Justin and I went on a date day to Pigtown. Mm. This is a neighborhood in Southwest Baltimore, and it is called Pigtown because they used to run pigs from where they were unloaded from the trains mm -hmm. to where the pigs were going next. <laughs> <laughs> They're going the rest of the pig journey. Yes. They're going to pork. Yes. So Verger Farms. <laughs> yes. So it's called Pigtown. And there have been a bunch of businesses opening up there. And there is a store called Culinary Architecture that I found out about because uh, I was at work. And my boss was talking to me in the hallway and holding a can of smoked oysters, like a tin of smoked mm. oysters. And I was like, are you eating a tin of smoked oysters for lunch? She's like, I love them. I got them at this fancy food place in Pigtown. And so we went down there and we checked that out. And it was fancy food yum, stuff. Yum. And um, also they cater. 
And they do have like fresh, they make savory, small savory pies and all. Mm-hmm. And we got a couple and she kicked us some free key lime pie. She's like, these Ooh. are, this is like the last day for these guys. I'm going to throw them in for you. I love a savory pie. <clears throat> and then we went to Scrap Baltimore, which is the reuse craft yes. store. I just saw them on Facebook. Yes. I started following them. And it's we- kind of great because they measure everything by pounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they talk about like how many pounds of stuff you would, would you like to bring home today? Or yeah. <laughs> we've, we've been donated so many pounds of yarn. <laughs> and I bought one of those little round ceramic watercolor trays. Have uh-huh. you ever seen those? Oh, yeah. That are Japanese. Yeah. And a counter for knitting, like mm. counting your stitches. And it cost me a dollar thirty-seven with tax. And oh they're disappointed gosh. in us. They're like, that's all you're buying? I'm like, I'm sorry. I really do not need any craft yeah. supplies. I have to check it out one day. Yeah. It's good, too, to just follow their Instagram because mm-hmm. they'll get wild stuff in. Wow. And occasionally they get like a really, really excellent donation. Mm. Um, and then I would definitely recommend we also went to Charm City Books. And these are all really close together. And it was a really cool bookstore. And mm. they had dogs and like, wow. a nice sitting nook in the back. And they're playing good music and um, picked up some stuff there. So I feel down, like folks. this is our segment called Baltimore is not just the wire. <laughs> Actually, yeah. we like it, according to the pumper sticker. Oh, yes. Baltimore, actually, I like it. Right up there with the uh, Walterson, I hadn't heard of it either. <laughs> but that's the neighborhood we live in. No creepers. No creepers. But yeah, when I got the name, when I was looking at houses, and I was like, Walterson, like, I don't know this place. Yeah. Now I live here, I'm like, it's great. Hmm. You should live here, too. Um, But yeah, so no food today. Maybe we'll have... I do have a... A tempting bag of honey butter chips on the. On I the might counter. have to put something in my body before I get in the car. No, <laughs> no, no, no. We'll feed you a snack. We've got some cheese and stuffed olives and that stuff. We can good. always okay. do that. Uh, so yeah, we are going to get into it. Um, I had a couple of saved links of things. Uh, I feel like I pull most everything from the. Um, I just forgot the name of it. We both su- subscribe to it. The a uh, weekly email <sighs> that comes out. The rec center. The rec center. Thank you. Um, it gives me most of my good stuff these days, but it was a post on Tumblr by the user Deer-AO3, and it looked like a screenshot, and maybe it originally was, from Tumblr that the tag is buying the new Richard Seekin book in 2021 so I can understand what the title of every 20,000 word single chapter M rated fanfic on AO3 <laughs> formatted in parentheses like this published for the next five years is referencing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and Too I'm, real. <laughs> and I feel at this point I need to have like a counter for every time I see a Richard Seekin <laughs> title or poetry reference. Yeah. Because the hits keep coming. But keep making them. Mm-hmm. My God, they're great. And they're so perfect. They yeah. are. Who knew there was a niche that needed to be filled? <laughs> I actually looked to see if he had a new book of poetry coming out, but I think he doesn't. Was, he does not. This okay. is, I think, hyperbole. Ah. Another Tumblr post, a back and forth. Original post from Prison Hannibal. It's always poor little meow meow or evil bastard or I could make him worse. What about men who are normal? What about men who pay taxes and are well-adjusted individuals and not at all insane? And then reposted from 
user blackbox warrior with the tags okay tumblr user prison hannibal hashtag you clearly enjoy only the most hinged of men <laughs> revlogged by prison hannibal don't know if i can defend myself here <laughs> and that made me laugh on two levels three levels because both the original thing the calling out and the poor little meow meow is a reference to uh bts fans oh they call uh sugar yungi meow meow or little meow meow mm-hmm. is a joke because he kind of looks like a cat a little bit and has will wear cat ears if people give them to him in fan uh-huh. signs and what is posted there in our notes, and I'll find a link for it, is a coffee pasta about some fan going absolutely too cute and too protective of her, there, poor mm-hmm. little meow meow, <laughs> as if somebody can hurt this man <laughs> who does not know these people. So that is what it, the references to is, is like taking care of your, uh, sweet little baby person that you love so much who does not know that you exist and, and is perfectly fine and very rich and well taken care right. of. So, um, I, oh, sorry. I didn't understand my next, how I'd formatted this. Our, the notes are a little bit of a mess today because I was just dropping the links in. Mm. Um, there was an article from in real it's reallifemag.com called Why Can't We Be Friends? Podcast and Other Forms of Parasocial Media Reframe Friendship as Monetized Self-Care by Brendan Mackey, which is a, I highly recommend because it goes through historically. He kind of talks about how friendships sort of happened. So I read this this morning. Uh-huh. Do you so have I disagreements? Have so, I really do. But I don't have because I read it this morning. I don't have enough like to... I just have thoughts and feelings. Uh-huh. I don't have enough to like back it up as far as like other stuff. Well, I was gonna say I pinged it because when talking, I'm really glad you did. Yeah, because the it starts out talking about in particular podcasts mm-hmm. as um, and I thought it interesting because I've seen people talk about parasocial relationships with like people who are famous, famous. Mm-hmm. I see it a lot being into K-pop because, mm-hmm. and they kind of touch on it here. People present themselves as super accessible mm-hmm. and everyday and K-pop thrives off of parasocial mm-hmm. relationships mm-hmm. because people are super invested in these folks right. and then they will buy everything that they put out or put their faces on <laughs> or put their names on. Um, I, they, then he takes it and talks about it in the sense of podcasting, which in the same way, it creates a intimacy, just mm. the, the, um, the format uh-huh. itself yeah. creates intimacy. And then kind of then extrapolates it into the fandoms of things. Right. And the quote that I pulled is because he was talking about fandom spaces and the relationships that people have. And he said, um, yet even this promise of community and self-criticism offered by fandoms is deceptively unsatisfying. Online fan spaces look like collaborative communities only because social media platforms show us a distorted image where everyone is popular and active and engaged. 
but the vast majority of people on social networks, perhaps 90%, are lurkers who rarely contribute anything to the conversation. What look like thriving fan communities are, in reality, parasocial relations within parasocial relations. Most people participate by passively consuming the performed enjoyment of a select few. Lurkers passively consume superfans, fan art, fan criticism, and love just as they consume the creator's personality. Hmm. So was that the section that you had thoughts about? or was I had thoughts else? about all of it, honestly, but I it. just want to like the lurkers who rarely contribute anything to the conversation. Um, there are a lot of introverted people in fandoms who mm-hmm. never contribute in any like very, very outward way that are still in within their their way of interacting with every other part of the world mm-hmm. are still like interacting at their level well it also to me <laughs> seems to like quantify people's value in the fandom by oh, how yeah. what they produce yeah well and here's the bigger bigger issue i have with this and i looked this guy up um as far as i can tell he is a white cis male over 40 um and even his discussion about like his involvement in parasocial relationships with this podcast he listens to with some God, I don't know the he podcast. He did. Um, but my brother, my brother, and okay, anyway, yeah, some other white dudes or whatever. Yeah. Is his description of his experience is so different from mine, mm-hmm. and I think it's because he's like a white cis dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, the that I was just I couldn't. I was like, okay, this is your take, but this is so not my take and so not my experience. And I'm kind of like done with listening to white dudes talk about fan space mm-hmm. um, because it's so different when you start to get into queer spaces and king spaces and mm-hmm. all that other stuff, especially being in the Hadwell fandom. Um, it's just, you can't talk about it in a colonial um, consumerist way mm-hmm. because it doesn't work because so many people produce stuff without any, and I'm not, and people should get paid for what they do. Right. Mm-hmm. But so many people just do it and don't expect any pay and don't, and just do it to like, as part of the community. Mm-hmm. And it's such a non capitalist way of looking at stuff. And I think that comes out of being out of, making your own family like he also talks about like family systems and like mm-hmm. being part of a family and being not part of a family being an outsider mm-hmm. well i don't think he can really talk about that because like outsiders make their own families a lot of time mm-hmm. and then that becomes this community that becomes like sort of operating on another level that's not capitalist mm-hmm. and we we're not consumers mm-hmm. we're sharers of stuff and see i I pinged this part that I read because I'm interested in the sort of cult of personality that can happen it's very in fandom spaces. Oh, yeah. It's very interesting. And, and also, in, and not just like, who who becomes like the people that everybody's paying attention to, mm-hmm. whether it is socially, art-wise, all that. What happens when... um people I don't know I don't even want to call it bad behavior because sometimes it's perfectly fine behavior but a group decides that it doesn't oh yeah like it yeah um or somebody has an unpopular opinion or something like 
it's just it's like, I think the subject matter is really interesting. Mm-hmm. I want to hear somebody else talk about it other mm-hmm. than a white dude. Um, like, yeah, that that was just yeah. my kind of over like, and that that he goes back to like, um, British clubs at the turn of the century to mm-hmm. talk about like that as oh, yeah. as like an example. Mm-hmm. And, like all this stuff that you're using as an example is stuff about like the industrialized white world Mm -hmm. and you're not like delving any further into other ways that people can be in community together Mm -hmm. and i know that people are in community in other ways you know like even even looking at fanables and looking at brian and the Mm -hmm. way that brian fuller interacts with us Mm -hmm. as he's like i'm a fan too yeah right and i don't think he's trying to pull one over on anybody Mm -hmm. i don't think he's trying to like do it for money or whatever he's he's just like yeah i'm a fan and of of the stuff and uh-huh. I'm one of you. And how different is that than what this dude is talking mm-hmm. about? And what does that mean? I don't know, but <laughs> I think it is. And I'll like say back to just the part that there was a lot of things that gave me some stuff to, to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this part, particularly because we talked about fandom stuff was also like to keep in mind. Uh, and this comes from like, we've been to a couple of conventions is to keep in mind, like, like, look at your entire community and keep in mind the people who are being quiet. Yes. And the people who might need somebody to reach out to them or whatever, because they were like when we had Kim on Mm -hmm. and they were talking about like being super new to the fandom Mm -hmm. and trying to meet people mm-hmm. and and uh, from what i can tell doing a, a good job at really yeah. connecting with people online um and crossing fingers for conventions mm-hmm. in the future mm-hmm. but like just that idea of i mean there's there's always like the people there will always be people who everybody knows but right. to not let it stop there and to keep reaching out to people who yeah and I mean, I'm going to say this with rose colored glasses on, but like I've, I've seen it at Fanable Fest. Um, people go to tables where one person's sitting and be like, Hey, are you okay? How are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like I saw that happen. Like people do that. I think mm-hmm. because it, because it, it, it's because so many people are part of like this neurodivergent mm-hmm. queer space anyway that mm-hmm. they're like used to kind of trying to fold people in. Yeah. But it's definitely a good reminder to do that yeah more often yeah but there was something about his article that just felt like it was very narrow and very narrow and maybe a little bit shaming Mm. maybe i'm reading into it that i was just kind of like it just got my i but i felt more like he was a little irritated at the whole like the way that people used to sort of in a way naturally at least i mean i think he's only coming from it from the perspective that he has. I do appreciate the fact that he was not trying to make a larger right. thing because it's, yeah. he's, it's not something he can talk about. Right. But how he, um, I felt like the focus was kind of like, we had these natural ways of um, community and friendship that got subverted by things like industrialization mm-hmm. and capitalism. Mm-hmm. And people have been trying to recreate that in these ways that don't, always work right and it was through because he talks about the the friendly societies i think is the name for things like fraternities and mm-hmm. um and those social groups which became church groups which became your bowling league which became 
thing. And he's kind of tracing that whole lineage. Yeah. Um, and in particular, I think points out how it kind of along the lines, it's just gotten more and more and more commercialized. <sighs> but what he, those examples that he used mm-hmm. can also, those examples of like, gee, we have to get back to this are examples that also can be used for gatekeeping mm-hmm. classes and races apart. And like, yeah, I was just like, why am I reading this dude? Because he- <laughs> well, he doesn't try to have any <laughs> solutions. He definitely is not doing that. I know. I know. I And I stumbled upon like another article of his about the East India Trading Company and, oh. <laughs> and, and putting that with like um, uh, Google and all those sort of companies and how it's mm-hmm. kind of the same thing. And mm. I and it was the same deal where like I couldn't tell exactly what his angle was. Yeah. Like. So what are you saying? What are your intentions? (laughs) Maybe we should just send him this entire chunk of the podcast and be like, okay, dude, like you're getting there, but could you get more with the program? I don't have a PhD. I don't know, whatever. But I just, something about that article Mm -hmm. just made me kind of want to, I don't know. It is very narrow, but like I said, I I felt like he, um, maybe if he had even said like, this is a really narrow like view in Mm -hmm. this, um, but yeah. I, I definitely, I, I think sometimes I appreciate or can understand something like this more when people are seem like they're trying to, uh, like, bring a diversity of perspectives mm-hmm. that they know nothing about, or mm-hmm. it just feels like tokenism. Mm-hmm. 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 So I can be like, okay, well, you presented this, but now I'm going to go to somebody else to get the rest yeah. of the story. So, but yeah, I'm really glad you brought it up because I was like, I saw it. I think the rec center posted it. Yeah, yeah. I, just I, pulled I was just, why, yeah, I was just like, why did they post this? Yeah. <laughs> so we could talk about it. That's why. <laughs> uh, are we done with this? <laughs> we yell about it some more. Okay. Um, next Sorry, thing I had. Fine. No, it's okay. Um, and I actually had to look to see if I'd used this before, but it's uh, Hannibal Poster's design from existing works of art. The Tumblr profile is, oh, is it Ohevoyev? O-H-E-V-O-Y-E-V. Mm. There are a couple of them. I had, this one had caught my eye because one of the pieces of art used to make the Hannibal Poster is an Andrew Wyeth. Oh, cool. Who we spoke about in the yeah, last episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say that the, what I have in the notes here, Jenna, are the, um, listed out what the four pieces are from this, mm. this one page. Um, but a piece of art by Richard Bosman, Knife from 2019, that looks like it could have been a poster for Hannibal because it's like a side profile of a person in a suit holding a bloody knife from, I guess, kind of like the shoulders to like the mid-thigh mm-hmm. or so, and it's like mm-hmm. a side shot, and mm. then they just they put in Hannibal. Um, but I would recommend looking at this user's entire entire Hannibal edit tag because they did really great posts with dial with different dialogue laid over shots wow. from scenes. They have several of these um, posters that they've done from works of art and stuff like that. It had a, just a a really nice aesthetic that I liked. Slightly uh, menacing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like the menacing without being like over the top, yeah. sort of streamlined. Also, yeah. um. I and I'm sure many other people saw the delightful thread on Iron Murdoch's <laughs> Twitter account. 
um, where Iron Murdoch's posted a photo of Mads as the character whose name I can't remember from Doctor Strange. It said, I can't believe I sat through the entirety of Doctor Strange in 2016 and didn't realize until years later that this was <laughs> Mads Mikkelsen. And I liked some of the replies, such as the person who said, I watched Doctor Strange, Casino Royale, and Rogue One years before watching Hannibal, and yet when I watched Hannibal, I thought I was seeing him for the first time. I have no idea how I didn't remember him from any of these movies, and a response to that said, he's in Rogue One. (laughs) And I laughed. One thing that was really nice was the fact that people who are, there was a lot of newer fans. Yeah. Who had seen things he was in before they watched Hannibal, but That's not so the Hannibal funny. fans, which is great. But that, was, he, I think he looks perfectly like himself in all and, these films. Well, yeah, I mean, he's got shit in his eyes. Yeah, and yeah it's not like he's wearing a lot of prosthetics or anything. No, I mean, I can see if you're like, oh, I saw Men and Chicken and I didn't realize. <laughs> yeah, I guess that was a little. But it's like the cheekbones. Right. The, that happened to me with Tom Hardy. Mm. I did not pay attention to Tom Hardy until I saw Peaky Blinders. And when he showed up on screen, I was like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> and I go, I'm like, oh, he's been in a lot of stuff. I just haven't been paying attention to him. The only appropriate Tom Hardy reaction. <laughs> who the fuck is that? <laughs> who the fuck are you? <laughs> you know, it might be time to reread the <gasps> interview with him that was done in, oh the, uh, in the paint your own pottery place. <laughs> God, that was so good. good. Um, is that the one where he catches the criminal or is that another one? <laughs> that was, I think, a different. He does not catch a criminal during that interview. Or or arrives on the scene of a motorcycle accident. There's that one too. Yeah, yeah. Rescuing kittens. <laughs> I don't uh, Somebody else did the same. I feel like there's at least one Western actor and... I know one Korean actor that I really like who um, totally thwarted, like, either it was a petty crime or a dude being an asshole to a uh-huh. woman. Oh, wow. One of the, the guy in Dangerous Band. The oh, really? Like, it's who does, uh, who makes all the cocktails. Kim min the actor, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as opposed to Kim min the, right, the Olympic athlete three. or the member of Kim min yeah. <laughs> Yes. But yeah, he totally, like, right after he got out of the military, I was like, you're awesome. Wow. Um, so I think I'm going to put the fic rec mm-hmm. last, which I highlighted. So oh, <laughs> okay. Oh, so I just have two quick things from Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I'm going to skip down to the other one, which was Nicola Hannibay asked do you have a comfort episode of Hannibal um and I thought it was just a really good question because yeah. I totally do and it was it's funny because somebody did say Ms. Mono was the comfort episode <laughs> but mine is totally coming up it's the one where they get to Mus- Muskrat Farm it's the crazy fucking oh. episode where it's just like there's yeah. pig babies and Hannibal kills everybody with yeah. a so he's hammer. Yes, he's tied up and then he's bridal case tied up and bridal carries Will across the snow. Like that just like comforts me more than anything. Oh. So I didn't know if you had one or not. <laughs> I don't think I do. I'm like rapidly going through the entire. Mm. I totally have watched that one more than any other episode. I feel like in a way, 
it might be it might be the two I can't remember whatever is before Mizumuno mm-hmm. those like paired together mm. because that real close feeling that yeah. it has of things like closing in and all and those um like the I think is it in the episode before Mizumuno when they're in they're in Hannibal's office and he's burning. Or is yes. that in Mizumuno when he's burning those records? I, I think it's remember. the one. God, maybe it's Mizumuno. It. Yeah. Oh, maybe it is. Yeah. Maybe that's your comfort episode. <laughs> just fine. because it has. No judgment. No judgment. Like, there's just certain <laughs> scenes that really stick out yeah. in, a, in a way. Like a lot of the scenes in, yeah. in Hannibal's office. Yeah. I really like. Yeah. Um, But not early in the season. And it's weird because... There is, I, I mean, a scene, an animal person that I just love is when Will finds Winston, which is, in, which is in episode one. But I feel like episode one is sort of like a what the fuck is going episode on. Episode one is definitely also a comfort episode for me, just because it's like, yay, here we go again. They're back. <laughs> and they're like making like little heart eyes at each other in Jack's office. Yes. <laughs> I yeah. feel like the second half of season three is all too tense yeah yeah and it's weird because watching watching the first half of season three i'm like i remember watching it like nothing's new to me but i'm also like wow i just don't have a lot of memories a ton of memories from this mm-hmm. oh god maybe it's Ms. Muno. <laughs> that's fine well apparently i'm in good company <laughs> and then the other thing i had was just um uh W. Rubel on Twitter um, posted this Mads Mickelson quote that I'd never come across before. And I thought it was fabulous. So I'm going to read it. Um, he's, they are asking me about like the Will Hannibal relationship. And he says, Oh, absolutely. I mean, let's put it frankly, it's a fucked up relationship. The thing is, I know that he knows, and I also knows, I also know that he plays me, and he knows that I know. <laughs> There's something about that that is so kinky and weird, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Mads. Um, Hannibal would be extremely disappointed if Will did not use his intelligence to try to nail me. I don't know if he knows. (laughs) Nail me means what he thinks that means. Um, That would disappoint him a lot. But at a certain point, he does give in. He does believe that they can walk hand in hand down the path with Abigail Hobbs into the future. At a certain point, he does believe it, and that breaks his heart, that he was weak enough to believe something that he didn't see was a lie. <laughs> That's a really good quote. Did they it's say where really it was good. from? No! Um, Wait a minute. Let me, like, click on it and see if... Well, it's not like me. I don't see. I'll have to ask them. Because it's like a screenshot mm-hmm. of some sort of written interview. Yeah. But yeah, I read that and I was like, oh, shit. That is really yeah. good. Mads. He knows. He says, I like it. <laughs> I like it when he gets like, he's a really smart person. And I think he plays off that sort of like, sort of casual jock thing yeah. a lot. And so I like it when he gets real smart. Like yeah. Hugh Dancy, I'm like, 
oh yeah he's fucking smart (laughs) (laughs) like he's like british upper class kind of smart yeah yeah, like like kind of weird smart yeah um but i think like that's come across as such a like beer drinking smoking Mm -hmm. sporty dude soccer what football watching kind of dude yeah um so yes i really like it when he's like nope super thoughtful Last thing to recommend, another fic Rex. Yay! Evan Gary is re- writing a new fic called Sleeping in the Knife Drawer, where Will is a serial killer and Hannibal is a psychiatrist working for mm. the um, FBI. And I love it because it is as equally fucked up as the source material. <laughs> like, as a writer, they just really have a handle they're such a good writer on the whole thing like i would read anything that they wrote yeah they're such a good writer and it's going to be 32 chapters really and it's only at like chapter 13 12 wow. or 13 yes yeah, 32 and i've usually been like not gonna read stuff while it's mm-hmm. being posted and i was like oh fuck this <laughs> i just started it oh, it's good good it's real good it's good just i mean yeah, because, like, it's really interesting to see the reworking of, like, right now they're, it's technically kind of like season one, but mm-hmm. just to see it sort of reworked and, mm-hmm. and everything and to see that more, um, I feel like a lot of times when you see Will, it is, um, his kind of more vicious side of him comes out of all the crap that happened mm-hmm. and this is like a setup from the beginning where he is a predator wow. like he's a serial killer so wow it's like dark a- will yeah, dark will <laughs> dark web Throw a letter kenny quote for the day sorry it just reminded me i saw a society six t-shirt that was laszlo and uh and Nadja in the Fleetwood Oh, the Fleetwood Mac, Mac one? Yes, did that yeah. show up for you, too? Yeah, that was really tempting. I don't, well, the, I would be more tempting if they had any of the sort of like scoop neck cuts or anything in that cream color. Because I feel like it has to be that off-white cream oh, color, yeah. like the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. Um, I was like, it's like my adulthood and my childhood memories colliding <laughs> in one. <laughs> I also saw some great ones of... Um, Morticia and Gomez as the lovers Aww. in the tarot. Aww. That were really nice. I still think we should get the get in losers who are going jopping shirts. <laughs> are they out there? Did somebody read them? it? Yes. <sighs> People be like, but I mean, like to stop. I love how that has just become an, a, a never ending fandom meme. I mean, there is probably every couple of weeks on one of the K-pop Reddit groups where someone's like, yeah, got in a super M. And I was like, their first song's called Jopping. And now I love it. <laughs> and I'm like, it's a big, dumb song. It's so dumb. And it's fun. It's the dumbest song and, ever. <laughs> and it is dumb. And let me tell you, live, it's a beggar. <laughs> and I'm like, this is exactly the kind of stupid like, you're epic gonna love this song bit <laughs> that has it's the same way that i like really like big synth sounds uh-huh. in some 80s music oh yeah like 
really just yeah. like pitch shifted, which is why I got into the group ATs because their song Say My Name has a like pitch shifted synth mm. uh, about three quarters of the way through it. And I was like, sold. <laughs> Actually, I'm just sold on their producers. I'm like, yeah, make it. Please keep making it. That's funny. Um, I kind of want that. I kind of want a shirt like that for everything I'm into. Anyway, so those, that was our first part. Next, we're going to talk about Segundo, Segundo, whatever. I don't speak any other It's the third episode, but it's called Segundo. Segundo. Because we had aperitif and... No, that's French. I can't remember. We had Primavera. <laughs> Primavera was last time. Why? I had to look it up. Why? We haven't recorded in a couple I had months. I to look it up, too. But look at us. We're recording. Where are we? It's, it's going to come out in 2021. <laughs> Season three, episode three. Justin was dubious about that whole <laughs> Of what whole thing? No, it's just the, it's coming out. It's a, it's a process. <laughs> Every episode, yeah. Don't rush us. Get there. Where are us? You're going to cut my pay. Oh, no. <laughs> Making a free art. <laughs> we love you guys. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for um, listening. It is. Sorry. I'm just thinking. I had a... um. I was thinking about the difference between uh, podcast done. I'm not saying that podcasters who do it as a job are not doing it for fun. Right. But just people who are doing podcasts on their own versus um, ones that are through a podcast network yeah. or people's jobs. Yeah. Well, it's really interesting because of COVID, like so many people started podcasting because they couldn't do anything else mm. like a lot of drag queens started podcasting Ooh. um which is yeah like i I've, I've been listening to a lot of those and they're all like okay so this is the last one because i'm going on tour now <laughs> bye <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> well and um Sometimes I get jealous of the resources that the professional mm. podcasters have. Mm-hmm. Would you like a spoon for the fruit in your drink? I'm okay as long as you're okay. No, I don't care if you put your fingers I mean, in your A professional drink. podcaster would have a spoon. <laughs> as a professional podcaster, I would have provided spoons before we started. No, I'm, they, I'm they, they just have studios that are linked better as all. Well. Yeah. Um, but it was um, – like I listen to ninety nine percent invisible, and mm-hmm. like people are able to like go places and well, when we can go places and yeah. do research for things, and I'm oh. like, that's really like I would. There's things I'd love to do if yeah. I, you know, didn't have a day job, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, we, we still have the drive out to. Um, we still have to do a drive. Right. There's just like stuff I'd like to do, but I'm like, I don't have the energy to do that after yeah. my job and all. Yeah, like, no, I don't. Yeah, and um. I feel like they really can't offer probably much more in the way of, I feel like, production quality because Justin does a really good job yeah. on that. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. You do. It's we sound great. Fucking professional. Um, <laughs> we are fucking professionals. <laughs> <laughs> we are fucking professionals. In my living room. But you know what? Everybody's <laughs> recording in their living rooms these days. Sometimes they're in closets. I would say better ones are actually in closets. Have we ever recorded in a closet? No, we have not. That's because we're not in California where everyone has the walk-in podcast studio now. Oh, yeah. I mean, like half the podcasters are like, yeah, let's... But so we're just like talking about the shoes that are in the back. We also don't have any kids, so we're not hiding from our children while trying to do our jobs. Oh, yeah. And Ranger's a good dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a very good dog. Um, But I... uh, yeah, it's just it's the kind of thing where I'm like, oh, I wish I had like an extra 
eight hours a week or something. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Do something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, if we'd been doing it in an efficient, making money kind of way, then we would have wrapped we'd this up done. already. Yeah. I know we would have been done. I like think we're actually ago. the longest running pod, uh, Hannibal podcast, in addition oh, to being the we best. Sh- we should opinion. claim. We should claim that. <laughs> yes. The longest, longest running. even if it's not true. <laughs> we're the longest running Hannibal I think podcast like, out there. Maybe there's some that have quit like three quarters of the way through, but right. that might fall in technicality. Yeah. But mm, we're still trucking. Right. I think some have have wrapped it up and spitters are quitters. Is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Sorry, I said that. Justin, I'm going to reveal this, which I think has been revealed before. Justin has not actually watched, like, watched all of Hannibal. He's heard all of Hannibal being cranked from the living room. I have to come down to hear what the weirder sounds were. Like, oh, kaleidoscopic sex with what is that exactly? Where's that chap with the horns? Tell you what, listeners. Um, when we're since we're actually coming up towards the very end, I will take a few days off and power my way through the entire series what? oh my god live tweet my thoughts about it yeah on well <laughs> our neglected social media networks i am looking forward to that yeah go justin back to our episode <laughs> so anyway so we're in now. italy <laughs> hannibal's real sad you can tell he's real sad because his shirt's slightly unbuttoned and his hair slightly shuffled <laughs> he is he's like i'm not wearing a suit today i'm sad and bedelia is real pulled together and a total bitch and drinking wine yes and my comment to my note here says, why is she even here? <laughs> She's thinking that. She's like, why am I even here? And I mean, maybe that's the mystery for the ages is why the fuck Bedelia got on that plane? It's a good question. I, you know, somebody, I wish I wrote it down, but somebody even tweeted, I think today or yesterday, like, what's the deal with them giving each other baths? And like, what was their relationship really? And like, we're like, and Pity I f- sex. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like I'm really glad that it was left open like that. Mm-hmm. Like, like there was this sort of like peek behind the curtains kind of like, yeah, there's some weird shit going on here, but you're never gonna know. Yeah. What it is. Well, and I'll, I'll say that this rewatching this, uh, this is definitely not one of my favorite episodes. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of down mm-hmm. on the, like watching it this time. I was like, Dude, what the fuck? I have no time for this bullshit. <laughs> and the whole thing later on in Lithuania, I was like, Oh, for fuck's sake. Um, M is for Misha. <laughs> Do they say that at some point? Wait, what <laughs> no, is that? No, but, oh. but that's from, um, yeah, the, the, you know, the Hannibal rising stuff. Oh, <sighs> I think that's why it's not one of my favorite episodes either. And I think that's why is because like it's, it folds in some of that Hannibal rising like stuff. Yeah. That I, like, I talk about on. that later too. Where, okay. And I was just like, <laughs> um, but it's all the thing of like Bedelia thinking she has control over a situation and she's in a way like, kind of holding it over Hannibal where she's like well I know exactly what's going on here mm-hmm. but you are falling the fuck apart yeah and um and then I want to be like well if you know you're what, the, what you're doing why are you even here and she's like I know like how I'm gonna get out of this situation and I'm like just, I mean I like Bedelia but it was just a thing where I was like stop I just tried to scroll up the piece of paper on my notebook <laughs> We should always have some shots of soju before we start the podcast. I was like, what am I? Why did I just... Professionals. (laughs) Anyway, she was bugging the shit out of me. So. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I kind of have a little bit of sympathy for her. 
Because I feel like, yeah, she got herself into this position. She's like, yeah, maybe I can like totally be in charge of this dude. But she's, she can't. Well, do you think, I'm kind of thinking of like her, she abandons her life. Her, her, whatever practice. patience or practice yeah. everything. I was like, I was like, is her life really boring? Probably. She's like, I'm going to jaunt off to Italy with Hannibal yeah. to get involved in whatever crazy bullshit. He's Probably Hannibal is the most exciting thing in her life. I mean, she puts up with all the bullshit about listening to him boohoo about Will constantly. So there's going to be something in it for her. She does get baths. I mean, she gets her hair washed by that Spickleson, which looks lovely. Oh, yeah. I mean, looks like a good time. <laughs> I'd run off to Italy <laughs> to get my hair washed by Michael <laughs> in a copper bathtub. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think she's like she's just playing with fire, and then gets out before she gets burned too badly. But I was noticing even in the the bathtub scene where he's washing her hair, mm-hmm. he's got his hands in this position that you always see people before they like crack oh, their yeah. neck, and I was like, oh my god. I remember watching it the first time, that scene the first time, and being like, no, no. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, how would you, I mean, just being around somebody who you know did what he did is putting yourself in a vulnerable position, mm-hmm. but to, that's like an extra. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, she's like, she's like the little bunny that has no sense of self-preservation anymore, and she's just like. Yeah, but I don't yes. think she thinks of herself as like a little bunny. Mm-hmm. She's like probably like would like to be like the femme dom, mm-hmm. you know, and just I don't know. <laughs> she needs to find some other crazy motherfucker to do that with. <laughs> Not them. Not Hannibal and Will. No. And so then we have Will in Lithuania, which uh, I mean, this is how like the first half of the season three, like even though we just covered Primavera. I was like, wait, does he take the boat to Lithuania? No, he takes his boat to Italy. Mm-hmm. Like, all blurred together. Um, and maybe I was just in a mood. I think I was just in a mood last night. <laughs> but when he's like wandering around the woods, it's all misty and dark. Right. He's got his collar flipped up. And they definitely, I mean, it gives a sort of surreal fairy tale atmosphere, mm-hmm. which is great. But I was just like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> like, you're brooding in the woods. Hannibal's brooding in Italy. They're you're brooding. wandering around in the woods. They're like, sad. <sighs> They're sad for each they, other. They were so sad. <laughs> and I did like the forest scene, like, where they're sitting in the chair. It's like, mm. I was like, is this just Will's brain? Or is this kind of the overlapping of their it's, perspective. I mean, I think it's got to be the overlapping because it's Will's brain. Mm. So he's overlapping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, I think people have talked about like, do they share a mind palace? Yeah, eventually? I've heard that discussion. I feel like yes, but you know, I like people to be together. <laughs> That's okay. I just love love. <laughs> In every way it happens. <laughs> between serial killers <laughs> i did like that that scene because it's kind of surreal like yeah. to see them in the chairs yeah in the middle of the forest i like that better than will being like i'm just going to hang out in these woods 
Right. Like making fires randomly and being weird. Reminding Um, us that he's a Burberry coat model. Yes. (laughs) And most excellent Burberry coat model. (laughs) Oh, sorry. We're having our cables are sort of on the fritz. So Amy touched the microphone. I'm sorry. I touched the microphone. (laughs) Um, Then we have Chio, who is a total badass. Mm Mm-hmm. And hot as shit. Mm-hmm. And I did like the whole thing where she's hunting. Oh, yeah. And, per- like, she has the pheasant. I like that how it calls back all of, like, the Hannibal scenes of him preparing mm-hmm. food mm-hmm. and the sort of, like, violence and care that goes into it. Yeah. Um, But I... I'm real conflicted about the inclusion of Chio and like the whole thing because it's kind of the the Orientalism in the original books is problematic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chio's like barely even in the yeah. original books, right? She was like the handmaiden to his aunt, mm-hmm. so you don't ever figure out like they don't ever talk about where she comes from. I don't. I, I, that's how much I remember. So just the whole, I'm like, who's this random person? Yeah. It feels pretty random, especially if you don't know the Hannibal backstory yeah. stuff. I know Brian Fuller said he had more of a role for her mm-hmm. and more stuff, but because they already had to squish season three and season, what he had planned for season three and season four into one season, mm-hmm. he had to super edit down what what was happening yeah. so that was just part of it that got cut because you don't even find out like i think where she comes from yeah they never have really have that conversation um, and there's a lot of hints about like you know you see like japanese armor in the back yeah. and all sorts of stuff but unless you know yeah and what was i gonna say did they didn't know it was canceled until the end after the season filmed right believe so yeah so he wasn't cramming it together because he's like shit i got a lot of storytelling to do no he said every season he planned it as the last season Mm. whether they knew or not he Mm. was like okay this is going to be the last season so i'm going to write it as the last season so that's why he crammed it because he he didn't know no but Uh he kind of was like just in case I, I really need to get to the Red Dragon because that's like why I was hired, like yeah. basically to, to do the Red Dragon thing. And we've been quoting it for the first two seasons, like mm-hmm. pulling everything from that book. So I'm going to like, we have to get that in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I got really confused on like when they knew. And I remember. I, I don't remember. After. Yeah, I think it was after. Here, hold for Mike. I think my mic. Cable. Uh, the cable oh, I think I did too. How's that? Okay. Is that better? Yeah, that okay. okay. Going. I'm gonna like move over a little bit. <laughs> Sorry, I'm knocked my cable while fishing fruit out of my sangria. <laughs> if only we had spoons. <laughs> Never have spoons again. It's like an if only this was a proper establishment, <laughs> a proper podcasting establishment that gave us yeah, spoons. No, no. <laughs> only if I was a grown ass adult, that's spoons. I just thought it was a metaphor for not being able to emotionally <laughs> deal with provide. Sometimes the spoons are literal. <laughs> the little spoons. Um But the uh Yeah, that I that kind of the, just the whole that why things got structured the way that they did. Yeah. 
as tied to the cancellation of the show. Yeah. I mean, that's always like a bummer to read about. Like when you read about the ending, like the mm-hmm. ending of season three and how Brian was like, I, it was cool. totally rushed and I had to like pay out of my own pocket mm. for the song and all that kind of stuff. Like, ugh, God. Give that man a whole bunch of money. <laughs> and there's a bunch of boring shit that's on TV that I, know. I don't know about because I don't watch it because it's boring. Um, so we're on to the dinner uh. party with Sogliato, who's one mm. of the assholes from the <laughs> the whatever place where he's teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, like, pardon me for a second, I'm trying to remember. I saw this before I read Hannibal. Mm. But this is probably one of my least favorite scenes because oh of the God, ice pick through the it. temple. Because it. the the somebody <laughs> Jen as as being recognized as part of the family. Ranger is barking an alert and including her in the communication. I know. Like she's going to do something. I'm so sorry. Producer Justin's got it. Producer Justin is going to check the door. It's probably the male person. <laughs> or maybe Chewy. We might have had a Chewy, Chewy delivery. <laughs> I just like the fact that he looks at you now like, Jen, like, hello. Take care of this shit. Are you going to do something about this problem that's happening? <laughs> oh, cat friend. Cat friend. Cat friend who lived down the street whose owner is an asshole and didn't oh, take no. care of him has been taken in by other neighbors Aww. to live in the lap of luxury. Aww. And uh, his old owner can just fuck off. Yeah. I hear that. Because he's a dick. Mm. Uh, we can cut that out. Anyway. Um, <laughs> So this, this scene, the ice pick through the temple, yeah. uh, the, the thing with people who like brain things where the person's like both oh. aware and there's this terrible thing that happened uh-huh. bothers the shit out of me. Oh my God. So like that, this is the Paul Krenler scene yeah, from Hannibal. Yeah, where he's got the brain open. And oh God, it bothered me. <laughs> I read it because I'm a completist, <laughs> but I will never read it again. Um, um, and I sort of watched it when I watched the movie, but I think I averted my eyes a lot because it mm-hmm. just bugs the shit out of me. So, um, it, I did think about the whole thing with the, the punch romaine, which you made the one time we had like a, did I you say you I made it once when we had once. a really bad snowstorm? Yeah. Oh yeah. I made it with snow. Yep. I did. That's awesome. And then I was thinking about it this time and I was like, oh, it's kind of a, not a good drink to make because he makes it because it's like what people drank on the Titanic. Well, and that's the thing I was, I put, is Hannibal's ship going down? Yeah. Well, I think he's ready to like, he's just like, whatever. Crash and burn. Fine. Crash and burn. Yeah. He's at that point in the breakup. Yeah. He's well, just killing people left and right. And all, but also and- that whole thing of like people unknowingly like, luxuriating in things like mm-hmm. living it up when mm-hmm. doom is lurking yeah. on the horizon yeah yeah the thing he's definitely like fuck it all and i was wondering if he had planned on killing this guy or if he was just like fuck this shit shut Good up question you- i mean the punch remained would seem like he was mm-hmm 
Um, but maybe not in that way. Like he was, but he wasn't planning on doing it during dinner yeah. that quickly. And he was just like, you know what? I'm like done waiting. Yeah. <laughs> Bedelia's face was pretty classic. Yeah. And her pulling it out. Yeah. And being like, well, technically you killed, killed him. <laughs> I did wonder though, would that kill somebody? I don't think across the front like that is it takes out anything that is a I can't remember the term, but your breathing or your heartbeat or anything like that. Well, but wouldn't you like bleed out a lot? Yeah, but not that fast. I don't okay. think. I don't know. I mean, I think you'd bleed. I don't know if you've had you'd have bleeding in your head. I don't know. We would have to get like the medical fanables on here yeah. to talk medical about medical fanables. <laughs> Because, I mean, people get shot in the head in places like that. I think it's, I mean, beyond like the trauma and the bleeding, but I think a lot of times it's when it takes out the back of people's heads because that's mm. where all of your... That's the lizard brain that makes you breathe and and swallow and stuff. There's a different term for the lizard brain, but yeah. It's like connected to your spine more than like uh, the hip- side of the it's brain. It's the hippo be. brain. Yeah. Hippocampus. Hippocampus. Um, Actually, that's the wrong part. I, I can't think I'll of the term. It, it starts later. with an A, and it's about the, amygdala. No, it's the part. It's like the system that is all of your automatic, <laughs> okay, body stuff. Right, right. And I think damage to that is is kind of crazy. Uh, anyway, that was just like the shit I focus on. I'm like, oh, and I didn't. It caught me by surprise because I'd forgotten it happened so quickly. Yeah. Um, I love that scene and. Um, well, Hannibal looks very pleased with himself. Hannibal looks pleased with himself, and he's in his like stripy Jack Skellington outfit, oh, which I really yeah. love. <laughs> like, you're a fancy bitch. <laughs> um, and after that, we have Jack has showed up. Mm-hmm. Jack finally got a clue. Something's happening in Italy. Oh my god! And. This whole thing, it made me wonder, like, in a different situation, would Potsy have been, like, better at his job? Like, he is a corrupt person within this corrupt system, which is really kind of everybody in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, like, he's not bad at his job, necessarily. Right. He's just coming at it from the wrong angle. Yeah. And... Then Jack is there, and he's all like, I'm here for Will. And I'm like, oh, shut the fuck up. He is not a liar. No. Like, you're there because you want to get Hannibal. Yep. You're not just about getting Will out. Yeah, no. I don't think that he's given up on Will, but that just, like I said, this whole episode, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck. Everyone's lost. Everybody's annoying me. Um, Maybe it's because I was watching it kind of like late. Late. Mm. Late. Late. This is like kind of temporary last week. My new job. I have to get up earlier. Um, so I my my ability to like um put up with everybody was real low. It, I'm sorry, we're going back. Will still in the woods. I was like, get a goddamn hotel room. <laughs> There's gotta be something in Lithuania. Um, they have all these fireflies, which are in Lithuania, but I was like, this is not the right season. We're really oh, stretching a metaphor. Oh. I have notes of Will as being a jealous creeper. Yeah. Then you show of Chiu going down to feed the prisoner. I was like, why are there candles? <laughs> it's short, it's atmospheric. But who lights all these candles? Oh, come on. <laughs> 
I would think dim bear bulbs would be more. Well, the whole thing was um, Hannibal's castle. The Soviets had it for. It's because he grew up in the place where he his family's thing, but had been turned into an orphanage. Right in the or book, no into a school in the book, mm-hmm. but we don't know like what the plans are for this one because the timelines moved up. Mm. So I don't know. Yeah, obviously it never turned into an orphanage because she's living there. Yeah, still. But it yeah, there was just the candles and the stuff, and I know that Brian Fuller in interviews has talked about how he hates the origin story of Misha. Like he finds it really annoying. Mm-hmm. So I know he had plans to kind of like rewrite it, but we never really figured out what that the was. The full thing, yeah. Well, and so and then the whole thing with like Chio being there, we like we don't have much info on her, a- and there's. You know, Will's kind of like, you've been here for a really long time. And it's like, how, she's not that old. Right. Like, how long has she been there? <laughs> Five years? And there's this guy <clears throat> who kept this guy imprisoned before that. Hannibal is in his 50s. Mm-hmm. His sister died when they were children. Mm-hmm. When did he, f- oh. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes my practical brain gets in the way <laughs> of the storytelling. We're like, in the moment, I can watch it and be like, this is nice. Yeah, you but. just got to drift into the quiet of the street. Yes. <laughs> just go for it. Just go into the feelings. Um, we have a second dinner party. Oh, where the guy doesn't show up. Right. They're all like, oh, he's really missing out. Mm-hmm. And I, as I said, Hannibal loves entertaining and enjoys feeding one boorish asshole to another. Like, they're so exaggerated. <laughs> the people are like, this meat is amazing. Meat. Yeah. Meat. Yeah. Bedelia's eating her oysters. <laughs> uh, disgustingly, again. Like, she puts them in her mouth. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, she's going to roll them around with her tongue or something. <laughs> but it's just... I mean, in a way, I guess it's like Hannibal has always loved getting things over on people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I kind of wonder if it hadn't gotten interrupted, if he, if he, if his plans hadn't in Italy hadn't been interrupted, <clears throat> if he would have like, like literally just had a dinner party after dinner party where he like killed some of the people from the right and just fed them to the next one down yeah. the line. Yeah. Just kept yeah, going. Just kept going. Um. Then it's we have these sort of is this the back to back? Pardon me for just a second. I think these are back to back scenes where Will's talking to Chio about sort of Hannibal's origin in a way, and um. I had been like, you know, Hannibal insists that nobody made him. Mm-hmm. Then it just you happen. Yes. Then you have this back storyline of his sister, which seems like something that could happen to him. Mm-hmm. But then I was wondering if Will understands that there is more like there can be more to Hannibal than just that. Like mm-hmm. that, that, that can he can be driven by more things than just what happened with his sister. Yeah. And I just realized I'm assuming everybody who is listening to us has knows that storyline from the movies and the, the Hannibal books. origin story. Yeah. 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 I mean, I guess so because 
it would kind of be kind of confusing or maybe just like, like if you didn't know and you watched this episode, I guess it would be a, a, like a, a tease of like, oh, what's really going on here? Mm-hmm. But you never really know. I can't remember if they explain it later on in the show. They, I don't think they do. I mean, they allude to it. Like Bedelia says, how did your sister taste? Mm. Um, and they talk about how the guy in the basement killed Misha. Mm-hmm. But actually, and we assume he killed me. Right, because Will is like, well, did you see that? Like, who told you that? And Chio says, Hannibal told me that. So and Hannibal is an unreliable narrator. Very unreliable. (laughs) So, yeah. So and we don't know what Brian Fuller's plan was to redo the backstory. So Mm -hmm. maybe it could be something completely different. It could be some random dude that he was like. I think you're the person who did this. Yeah. Or you have the same name as somebody who did this or something. Or like, like maybe Hannibal accidentally killed Misha and then I don't know. And retconned it into Yeah. That would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Somebody want to write a fic <laughs> along those lines? That'd be cool. That'd be um, cool. Because it's just the like Hannibal's very steadfast and like I am what I am. Mm-hmm. I am this thing. Mm-hmm. And I think a, a way of thinking about it, like a lot of people tend to think like something had to make people like this. They don't just end up right being terrible people. Um, and it can be more complicated than that. Right. Like, so who knows? Like, and that is- line about how like, no, that didn't make me. I just, I happened has yeah. been repeated through other stuff and Sherlock Holmes says it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it originally comes from. It's Sherlock Holmes. Is, yeah. Like the, the Sherlock Holmes books, but then like in the new series, he says it too. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting take on stuff. I mean, it is interest. I mean, the idea that somebody just like this monstrous person just arises uninfluenced from things mm-hmm. is a very mm-hmm. interesting and, uh, like for a narrative it's yeah a really interesting way to think about something yeah like well I mean, when you look at the history of psychology and how they always um blamed stuff like schizophrenia on the mother mm-hmm. you know and so to say like no that's not what's going on here there's something else is, mm-hmm. yeah it's very interesting but uh but also i think it like it allows hannibal to give himself a lot of credit yes <laughs> he's in control it's in total control. Don't get it twisted. No. <laughs> um, but and this whole thing, like, I I can't remember what Will was even saying, but I said that Chiu, like, sees through his bullshit. Mm. I don't remember what he was talking about, but mm. I think in a way, like, I don't know, just this whole thing. Like, she's there watching after this guy. Mm-hmm. And I just, I had a note that, like, she's really imprisoned herself in a way. Like, we yeah. don't know why she's there or what. Hannibal has held over her or mm-hmm. if she agrees with what's going on. Um, but I mean, if this dude in the dungeon did the terrible shit that he did, mm-hmm. I mean, like, if I can leave and let him starve to death, like, who cares if he's that much of a terrible, terrible person? Yeah. Um, interspersed the miserable stuff in Lithuania, interspersed with the hair washing in Italy, <laughs> which I was like, this is like, ASMR can somebody loop just the beginning of this like the thought of really fabulous washing my hair I know you know and it probably wasn't even like they're surrounded by your crew I'm sure the water was not that warm 
Um, if acting never works out for him, he could go into business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just wash people's hair. God, I would. <sighs> Justin, would you wash my hair for me? I dye it or bleach it. Yeah, you do a great job bleaching it. <laughs> um, but I'd like growing up, a friend of my mom's who was a stylist built her own basement, mm-hmm. like one chair studio. Mm-hmm. And I remember going there once when I was like a tween and she washed my hair as long as she could stand to do it Mm. because it felt so good. She was Uh, like, I'll keep going until I can't do it anymore. It's the best part of going to to a salon. It really is. And yeah, there's absolutely something so erotic about it. It reminds me of um, like that whole biblical foot washing with Jesus Mm, thing, you know? And I was like, when I heard about that when I was a kid, I was like... That seems kind of sexy. <laughs> it's very intimate. It's very intimate. Yeah. I don't get my hair washed at the stylist usually now because I go in with it totally clean. Oh, because of COVID too. Yeah. Well, it's more because I go in with it totally clean and dry mm-hmm. because they cut it dry mm-hmm. because my hair is my stylist is like, your hair is completely different wet. My hair is really straight and very short mm-hmm. and still is completely different wet than it is dry. And so she cuts it dry. Um, and if I asked her, she'd wash it. Right. I, but there's like no reason to. Right. Yeah. And, and Justin took over bleaching because it comes out exactly like it would from the salon <laughs> wow. and costs mere dollars <laughs> you don't have to keep requesting you're like no hit it harder hit it harder yeah, yeah. <laughs> my stylist who is great is very kind of conservative on the oh. uh, as she says uh lightning i'm like bleach it well yeah because you can melt your hair it's been melted before oh my god i've had my hair bleached the point the tips like break off <laughs> it's like soft um but it's very short oh. and so i don't care yeah okay and um, yeah, Justin has a good attention to detail. Thank you, Justin. Go, Justin. Uh, but the uh, yeah, hair washing scene. Mm. Great stuff. Yeah, once she get her next snap, who cares? Just keep washing there. <laughs> um, if we did promos for the, for the show, it would just be hair washing scene. It <laughs> 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 would be like, yeah, good I'm stuff. listening. <laughs> but I was wondering, like, I guess. Like, Bedelia seems to know these random things about yeah. Hannibal, but without knowing his entire story yeah. in a way. Yeah. Like, so she seems to know about Misha, whether he said it or she inferred it. Mm-hmm. But also she seems kind of vague on other stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Weirdos. Bedelia's a mystery. Weirdos. Um... And then the whole thing where Will is talking about freeing the dude in the basement, Mm -hmm. which is like not, this is Dark Will. It's not a kindness. Like, it's not a kind thing to do that. He wanted to see what would happen. happen. (laughs) (laughs) He wanted to put Chio in a, Hannibal puts Will in a physician position. Yep. And I also had wondered, too, if he might have done it as some sort of catalyst for Hannibal. Oh, yeah. Like, not only is he 
trying to get Chio to do something mm-hmm. if he's also trying to get Hannibal to do something right by causing all that this. makes a lot of sense because like the whole thing about Hannibal there are places that Hannibal can't go on the grounds and like it's almost it's frozen in time like it mm-hmm. like the whole season is about fairy tales and storytelling and this whole castle thing definitely seems like Sleeping Beauty. Mm. Yeah. And so he's going to like break that and like yeah. start the ball rolling again. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, I don't know, the whole, <sighs> it's just the whole thing with the prisoner. And that was a part of the books too, right? It was. Yeah. Yeah. I think, well, I don't know. I don't remember. I think was it this, was. Were the snails in there? They're eating the snails and making little dolls. I don't know. And it's something about the fire, firefly. Yeah, I that was in there definitely. Like eat snails or firefly larvae eat snails. Yeah, there's some sort of um, uh, what do you want to call it? I forget symbolism. No, (laughs) (laughs) like relationship. Oh, like a cyclical relationship Mm. between the two things. Symbiotic? Symbiotic, maybe, is yeah. what I'm going for. Yes, thank you. Whereas I'm like, <laughs> oh, I don't think, are there fireflies in the fall of Lithuania? They just wrapped up here in Maryland, so. We call them lightning bugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, side note, I loved a friend of mine from like 20 some years ago talking about, he's from the West Coast, from Washington State. And he had a friend who had never been out of Washington state uh-huh. and they did some road trip or something. I think it was when my friend moved to Virginia, they road tripped across the U S mm-hmm. and like had to pull over because the one guy had never seen fireflies before they were like in the Midwest so or something and was like, what the fuck? I was at a pagan retreat with somebody who had never seen them before and was just not even prepared, like was sitting there on the deck as the sun went down. And they're like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> the fireflies. <laughs> it is one of those things that makes you feel like you're on drugs when you're not on drugs if you're yeah. not prepared for it. Yeah. You're like, am I seeing lights? Little, and the woods? Little fairy lights like drift up in the woods. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um. Sorry, I'm looking over my, uh... Oh, it's funny. I had actually wrote that he wanted to force the situation. Oh, but I did really like the, um... I noticed the wine bottle label this time when ah, I pulled the wine out. Because yeah. that's the one that it reprinted and put on our wine bottles. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the small foods. Um, I find the whole Firefly Man thing to be totally dumb. <laughs> It just, there's this, like, the scene just feels like, huh, epic, Will's making a murder tableau. And I was like, yeah, I'm like, does everybody have to art murder? (laughs) (laughs) And people like, he does it as a sign to, like, get, I'm like, is Chio, like, taking cell phone pictures and sending it to Hannibal? Like, look what Will's doing. (laughs) Um, And it just, it felt really, it it felt really forced. (laughs) Yeah, it did. Which is weird to be, like, Hannibal's. Our murder tableaus feel really natural. <laughs> of course, you'd make a guy into a tree with a bunch of like symbolic flowers in his chest. Yes, I mean something like the broken heart tarot card guy. Like yeah. that actually feels really. Oh, God, now we're natural. getting into like a comparative reality TV show. <laughs> <laughs> I like what you're doing with the blood, but 
we feel like you could use the heart in a more poetic way. Yeah. <laughs> Coming to Netflix. No concerns. Yeah. 2022. <laughs> Murder Tableau Challenge. <laughs> it, it was, I just didn't, I was like really overly dramatic in a way that yeah. didn't fit with the rest I of the agree. show for me. Cause I feel like I in agree. a way, like, when the murder tableaus have been revealed before, mm-hmm. it's both impactful, but oh, I can't believe I used the word impactful. It, it makes an impact and it's, but it's also kind, not subtle, but sort of matter of fact. I think too that like, we're so used to Hannibal doing it and I feel like it's Hannibal's thing that Will would be different. Mm. He would probably put the dude on display somehow. But his would be different. It wouldn't yeah. be as refined or about like art yeah. as Hannibal's. It might be more brutal and maybe a little bit more like, I don't know. Yeah. So, something would be different about it. I it, Maybe a little Will. more practical yeah. or something like yeah. that or yeah. subtle because mm-hmm. Hannibal really likes these big things. It seems like, I feel like. If Will put people on display, it mm-hmm. would be in a way more like how in Silence of the Lambs they find the moth, whatever, down the oh, girl's throat. Yeah. It would be a layer within layer, like a right. subtle thing it that had to be discovered thing. or something. Yep. It wouldn't be this like, Whoa! Well, that makes total sense, Amy, especially because he's coming from the FBI and from mm-hmm. like the profiling thing that he would leave like these little like profiling clues for people mm-hmm. to kind of follow but not be like that grandiose about yeah. it because he's not grandiose no. he's different he's subtle yeah well and it was the like and, a, and the thing i was like okay wait what is the firefly symbolism again what's up with the snails the guy looks like a firefly but he also looks like a crucified jesus like i don't understand what's happening <laughs> <sighs> so not my favorite episode yeah um and then I had in that last scene. Oh. <laughs> I said, Bedelia keeps trying to apply logic to Hannibal. And he also keeps trying to apply it to himself. And I'm like, there is no logic in any of this. No. There's nothing logical about anything you motherfuckers are doing yeah. or saying or thinking. Yeah. Yeah. That whole conversation is like, what are we talking about? Yeah. He's like, I just have to eat him. And I'm like, <laughs> well, duh. <laughs> Why did I think of that one? <laughs> Duh. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to eat them. I do love the way he delivers the line. Though. I know. It's, it's good. Great. It's really good. But yeah, I think I, I don't know why I was I, I like I still adore Bedelia, but I was just not having any of her bullshit last night. <laughs> um, <sighs> just the third wheel. Yeah. Well, so is the next episode the one Will tries to Kill Hannibal. I think so, yeah. And the brain, try to cut his brain open. Brain and open. Then, and then Three, the muskrat four. farm dudes show up. Wow. I think there's a little bit more to go before. I think muskrat farm. Yeah, they show up, but like when they get to the farm, I think that's like episode seven. Mm. Then we go into the three-year skip and the red dragon right after it. So there okay. must be a little bit more leading up to it, which Is I don't Is there a couple remember. of muskrat farm? Like a, no, a start? One. Oh, I thought... There, pardon me. I thought there was like a, they get to it and then there's the after. Yeah, no, they get him at the dinner where Will's getting his brain open. And then the next episode is they're at Muskrat Farm and it's the whole. Mm-mm. 
thing. We still have the one where Hannibal kills Potsy. Oh, yes. And the Hannibal Jack fight. Mm. That's a good fun. <laughs> so excited. Which really, like, I liked because you get this, and I know I've seen people talk about this, this almost supernatural um, treatment of Hannibal's, like, agility and strength and to mm-hmm. see somebody like holding their own against him is great right it's like hulk fighting thor mm-hmm. <laughs> because like <laughs> jack is powerful yes yeah they're both big men so mm-hmm. it's, yeah it's fun to watch actually i don't think Maj is all that big he's tall oh yeah he's not but he's not like six foot right he's like what five eleven or something? He's all stature, though. I think. Oh, like how he holds himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's. I think he's. Yeah, like right you'd have to, to see something next to him to actually assess, yeah. assess his size. He's but people dancer. have said like he has a dancer's build. Like he's yeah. he's slender and everything. Yeah. And um, uh, Lawrence Fishburne is like a brick of a man. Yes. I would want to get punched by him. <laughs> Uh, so yes, that was season three, episode three, Segundo, however it's pronounced. I have no recommendations. I, um. Listeners, you do you. Yeah, you do you. I mean, it's funny. I feel like I've been consuming a lot of things, but not really, um, not really anything crazy. I will say Justin and I were... I was saying how I want to kind of go see some, like I'm debating about going seeing some movies in the theater. Oh, I want to see um Green. Yep. Yeah, the Green Knight. Gawain and the Green Knight. Is it Gawain? 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 I really want to see that. Well, I was like, first off, Dev Patel. What? Shit. (laughs) And then somebody I follow on Twitter had their, them and their partner had sort of a like, what the fuck reaction? And I was like, ooh, hey. And they were like, not totally in a positive way, but I'm like, I don't care. I would like to. I am all about that. I would really like to watch something right now that made me go, what the fuck? Yeah, I am all about that movie. I really want to see it. And I want to see, um, Sima Liu's Marvel movie. I yes. can never remember the name of the character. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. Yeah, when is that coming out? In September. In the movies. In the movies. Yeah, man. I want to see that. I want to see that really bad. <laughs> and If you want to risk any of these things with me, let me Sure, <laughs> no, totally. I mean, who knows what will happen, but we are, yeah. we are all of our vaccines. And then... Um, there what else was i talking about yesterday i can't remember we were talking about this yesterday coming back from the park um oh we were like is there a new venom coming up or new deadpool there is there's a new venom Venom. there's a new venom the trailer dropped a while ago so that's gonna happen yeah so i totally want to see that too so yeah my parcel is out (laughs) what i did not go see in the theater and will not be seeing in the theater is, is black widow yeah, I um went over my sister's house to watch it because they paid for the Disney thing. So oh. I just like went over and watched it. How was it? It was better than I expected. Okay. Um, there were parts of it that were really funny. Um, and definitely took a jab at like, um, male superheroes and stuff. So I thought that was good. And uh, what's her name? Who played the sister? Mm-hmm. Who was in? Um, Midsummer. I can't remember the actress's name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the lead in Midsummer uh-huh. was really good. Right. She's totally hot. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I'm not a fan of Black Widow. I was like, meh, whatever. Is it on Disney? 
It's on Disney Plus, but you have to pay like thirty dollars for it. Fuck that noise! Yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. that noise. Deadpool. Deadpool. There is a Deadpool also, but that's what you wanted to watch. If there was a new Deadpool, did you hear? Apparently, Ryan Reynolds pitched a Deadpool to Disney Plus, where Deadpool interrogated the killer of Bambi's mother. <laughs> Why even pitch that? Just do it. Like, <laughs> just make that happen. That is fucking that, you know what that feels like? Take some aviation money and just like go with it. That feels like the was it pre Ragnarok of. Thor with his roommate oh, that yeah. take him put yes. together. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it feels like. Yeah. And there's going to be a new uh, Thor coming out. Eventually, yeah. Oh, finish. yeah. So much oh, stuff. And then, like, Taika has a uh, TV show that's coming up um, on Hulu. Oh. Uh, Res Dogs. Oh, oh, yes. And they announced another... And, like, s- he's, like, the only only non-Native American person I would think of, like, I could probably actually do this correctly. Mm. Well, and they're also an, uh, announced that there's going to be another season of What We Do in the Shadows. Yes. And he's got the... Uh, These are all things we recommend. <laughs> anything Taika. Taika's got the uh, uh, show that we can't watch because it's on uh, HBO, I think. The uh, Oh, the werewolves. Oh, I can watch it because I have my sister's the church. code. Oh, well, <laughs> Aren't you fancy with a code oh, that you use? Come over and watch it with the free code. Ew. But I do have something to recommend. You do have something Actually, thanks to our friend Brooke, who's been on the podcast before, um, made me watch this last weekend. It's called Mr. Right, which totally like you think, okay, this is going to be some rom-com bullshit. I don't want to watch it. It's actually... Because it's starring Sam Rockwell and Anna Kendrick and has Tim Roth in it. Oh. Is an amazing movie that's basically all about finding your one person. And it's very dark humor and it's a very Hanagram. And oh. I, I won't say any more, but it's like, it's very Hanagram, but it's also hysterical. It's so good. And you would never think it. I will make a note of it. Yeah. I don't watch a lot of movies, but Sam Rockwell was in True Detective. I don't, I didn't watch Shudra. I love Sam Rockwell though. I think he's a I great I always kept actor. Sam Rockwell just from the name mixed up with an older actor. Uh huh. First name Sam. Yeah. Handlebar mustache. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yep. The dude? Not the dude. Um, <sighs> wait. Cool Ron. Cool Ron? <laughs> he was in, in Parks and Rec. In yeah. Parks and Rec, he was Cool Ron. He was Ron Swanson's cooler. He's like the hippie like, version, new of age Ron. Hippie oh, version of Ron Swanson yeah, yeah, yeah. that like did yoga yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff. So you can visit Headful of Hannibal at headfulofhannibal.com, Headful of Hannibal on Tumblr and Instagram and Headful of Hanny on Twitter. Or you can email us at headfulofhannibal at gmail.com. Let us know if you thought that this episode was also kind of bullshit like we think <laughs> or if you think it was a great episode i thought you were talking about the podcast episode. no 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 we were a perfectly fine podcast okay. episode oh my god this was not my favorite <laughs> hannibal episode yeah mine either so i mean it's gonna lead to greater things yes so for that we are grateful uh but i think uh that is it so yeah we will be back before too long with our next episode our seasonal release yes it's been a time jen got a dog i got a new job justin produced a shadow puppet show created directed i did uh this one only directed the the rock opera shadow puppet rock opera 
Yeah, but I did have my my puppet rock opera released at the at the local theater, which is a very gratifying experience. That's awesome yes, at the Senator Theater, which is a great historic theater not far from our house. Um, so <laughs> it was a handle to go watch movies. Yeah. Totally, but it was a really great. It was a busy spring. We've yes. all had our hands full. It's great to be back. Uh, so hopefully we will do that before too long. So thank you, and we will talk to you later. Bye. Bye.